Welcome to Make Me Your Voice with Pastor David Bartowell. These messages are intended to deepen your faith and trust in a living God who speaks to us with hope and reason. Today's message comes to us from the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. One of my favorite movies that I've seen was called Shawshank Redemption. Have you seen that movie? What I love about it is the vindication at the end because Andy who was wrongly convicted, was in prison, and he was in a bad prison, a bad warden. But he figured out a way. Every day, he would do a little more work on his tunnel that he was digging through his wall. It took 17 years of dedication to dig that tunnel. And then one day, he went through that tunnel, and he was set free from that prison. That's a breakthrough. And we need a breakthrough. And sometimes breakthroughs can come quickly. Other times it takes a while. And all the time, though, we have to believe this. God is sovereignly working His will in us and through us. That's why today I'm beginning a series called Get Ready for a Breakthrough. I believe God is going to do a huge breakthrough. I really do. He's going to do a spiritual breakthrough, and he's going to do a physical breakthrough in me, in us personally, but in the church corporately. So we're going to look today at an unfamiliar passage. We're going to start this series in an Old Testament book, Habakkuk. He was a prophet. Habakkuk was a prophet during the time right before the Babylonian exile which was when Israel was taken captive for 70 years by Babylon. And before this, Israel had split into two kingdoms. There was a northern kingdom, which was evil enough. The kings of the northern kingdom were just way off base. And so that was called Israel. And then Judah split off, the tribe of Judah, and they became the southern kingdom. Saul was the king, and then David became the king of Judah. And God gave a prophetic message to his prophet Habakkuk about Israel and Judah, but it wasn't a very encouraging one. God was about to judge Judah. Now, how does this relate to us? Well, think of it this way. God gave Habakkuk a vision where God was going to use an evil nation the Babylonians, in this case, they're called the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans were a tribe that eventually became part of Babylon. But he was going to use them to judge Judah, to prepare Judah what lies ahead. I believe God is using, not the Chaldeans, he's using Babylon in the sense, the spiritual, the physical Babylon, the world, the kingdom of this world, to prepare us what lies ahead. And how he's going to do that, I believe right now we're in a time of judgment. And I believe it's a Romans 1 kind of judgment. Where God is judging his oppressors, the oppressors of his people, those who reject truth for a lie. But at the same time, he's strengthening his church. See, God often uses judgment 
to strengthen. He'll judge the oppressors. He'll judge the evil. But at the same time, he'll strengthen his people. That's what he's doing. I believe that 2020 unleashed a judgment, a right judgment, I believe, on this world and on this nation. And I want to focus on this nation because this nation was founded on the word of God. There are three aspects to Habakkuk's prophecy. The word. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about. The word, which is the giving of the prophecy. The waiting. The waiting for the prophecy to be fulfilled. And the worship. After God comes through and Habakkuk worships. So let's go through this together, okay? First of all, there's the word. The word. Every breakthrough begins with a word a prophecy, a vision. We see this in the Bible from creation to recreation. God speaks his plan into existence. God, through his prophets, spoke to Israel. Sadly, they did not listen. Therefore, they were judged. So open your Bible and turn to Habakkuk in the Old Testament. It's one of the smaller books. It's only three chapters. It's right after Nahum. I'm going to start reading from the very first verse in chapter 1. It starts off with the oracle, which Habakkuk the prophet saw. The oracle word can mean burden. And I think that's a more proper word because sometimes God's vision can be a burden. It's just a burden. You feel it. You sense it. You know that God wants to do something and it's a burden. How long, O Lord, Habakkuk cries out, will I call for help? Do you feel like this? How long, O Lord, will you let this go on? And how long will you not hear? I love God's word because these people are honest. You know, they're not sugarcoating anything. These are honest people. I cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me see this evil and cause me to look on the wickedness? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife exists and contention arises. Therefore, the law, I believe this is exactly what God's saying to us today. Now, I'm not one to always look in the Old Testament and find that, oh, this is exact. But I think he is. Habakkuk is saying, God, the law is being ignored. Justice is not being upheld. The wicked surround the righteous and justice is perverted. Hello? This was about Judah the nation of Judah, Israel, the southern kingdom, it applies to us. I believe it applies to this nation. The law is ignored. Justice isn't being upheld. Justice is become perverted. Now, I'm not one to say that I don't complain. I complain a lot. But here's the cool thing about Habakkuk's complaint. Habakkuk's complaint (laughs) brings God to speak I think it's one of the most encouraging verses in the whole Bible, to be honest with you. It's one of the most encouraging prophecies in the Bible. And this is what he says. God says to Habakkuk, look at the nations and watch, Habakkuk. You're going to be utterly amazed for I am going to do something in your days, Habakkuk, that you would not believe even if you were told. I hold on to this prophecy. I quote it. 
I think about it because I can't wait for this to happen in our day. Because whenever it feels like the walls are crashing around me, when it feels like the dream God gave me is dying, I proclaim, look and watch. God is going to do something that you wouldn't believe even if I told you, David. Even if I told you, church. But here's the caveat. God's prophetic word to Habakkuk pertains to judgment. He's saying this, Habakkuk, I'm going to do something that you wouldn't believe, even if you're told, and that something is judgment. Well, I don't want to hear that. But look at verse 6. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, that bitter and hasty nation. They're going to sweep through like the wind and pass on. See, Habakkuk is so fed up with his country. He's so fed up with his nation. He's so fed up with the hypocrisy and the lying and the cheating. They were supposed to be the people of God. The people who would follow after the Lord. I mean, after all, David was their king. But sadly, as all nations do, they become godless. Including this nation. We are a godless nation. Did you know that Princeton and Harvard were actually founded as seminaries? They taught the Bible. Look how far we have fallen. But God lets Habakkuk know that Babylon will be judged. This nation will be judged and found guilty. But for the time being, now this is the word for us. God is going to use this time to discipline his people. And that's what he's been doing. He's disciplining us. We became complacent. We became about, oh, I got my seat at my church. I go there for the hour. I do my thing. We have a building we meet in. We took it all for granted. And God, through his grace-filled discipline, is building our faith muscles. Without this time people, without this time, church, we would not be getting strong. We would be getting weaker, but we're getting stronger. We're getting stronger because God is disciplining us. The church should never look and sound like the world. That is not who we are. We sound different. We look different. Whenever the church tries to be like the world, whenever the church starts to speak like the world, we have forsaken who we are. Now let's look at what happens in verses 12 and 13 of Habakkuk chapter 1. Habakkuk now starts speaking about how great God is. Are you not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, my Holy One? We will not die. You're not going to let us die, he says. But you, O Lord, Yahweh have appointed them, the Chaldeans, to judge. And you, my rock, have established them to correct us. Your eyes are too pure to approve evil, and you cannot look on wickedness with favor. God cannot allow wickedness and evil to continue, especially in his church. So, He's going to use this nation 
to discipline and correct his people, but he's going to judge them. And at the same time, he's going to discipline us. That's what's around the corner. And that's what's going on. God is judging them. And through that judgment, he's strengthening his church. Can't happen. God has to intervene. So he's raised up and appointed an evil nation to judge God's nation. Next, the word leads to waiting. The waiting. Okay, we are in the waiting room. When you go to the doctor, you know, they'd be a good patient. I'm not patient. And I'm not a good patient. I want things to happen now, like quick. You know, I want the breakthrough today. I wanted it yesterday. See, but for us, for me, 2020 was a time of waiting. And at first, I thought things would resolve quickly. Remember 15 days to flatten the curve? Well, it's turning into 15 months to flatten the economy and to dash our hope. But it ain't going to happen. Our hope cannot be dashed. All became evident. Like, it's all coming out. It's like the filter was taken off our eyes and suddenly we see how evil this world and our country has become. Now, maybe you've seen it before. I saw glimpses of it, but man, not to this extreme. I see greed. I see depravity. I see selfishness. I see pride like never before. I see evil as bright as the sun at high noon. And it's as clear as day, church, that we are living Ephesians 6:12 every day where we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against spiritual dominion, spiritual entities, spiritual beings that we cannot see. And it's all being led by the father of lies and the one who came to kill, steal, and destroy Satan, their boss. He's behind it all. I want things to happen, though, in my time. But the waiting, the waiting is where God does his work. But it's when our faith is strengthened. But here's the good news. Like Habakkuk, the appointed time will come. Look, chapter 2, verse 3. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. Wait for it. It will surely come. It's not going to be delayed. God's timing is perfect. That's a word for you. Don't give up. It's going to come. The breakthrough is coming. Now, ironically, and I just found this out this week, I remembered when I was planning this sermon. At the beginning of this year, I preached a sermon series entitled 2020 Vision. The sermon description that I wrote, this is what it said. This is what I wrote for describing that sermon series. 2020 is going to be a great year for God's kingdom in the gate. Christian Bible Church. The Bible says that where there's no vision, the people perish. But here's the most ironic thing. This is how I ended the description of the sermon series. And I didn't remember it till this week. This is how it ended. This is the year that God will do something so amazing that you wouldn't believe it, even if you were told. And now I'm ending the year with that same message. That is not a coincidence. It's as if God had a plan. But we are in the waiting room. 2020 was about vision, 
but not the way I saw it, but the way God sees it. And my vision has become clearer because of God's discipline and God's strengthening and God's revelation. See, I'm not of this world. Here's things that I learn. Well, I hope you learn. I'm not of this world. Babylon sucks. And we still have work to do. Three things. I'm not of this world. Babylon sucks. And we still have work to do. And while Habakkuk was waiting, God reminded him of what is most important when he says this. But the righteous will live by his faith. Let me tell you something. We don't live in fear. We live by faith. And guess what? That verse became a cornerstone for the New Testament gospel. Paul quoted that verse multiple times in Romans and Galatians. In fact, in Romans, he uses it. Romans chapter 1, verse 17, he uses the righteous will live by faith as a segue from the gospel being revealed to God's wrath being revealed. He's contrasting the church who lives by faith and the world who will be judged for their evil. And the difference is that, in our case, we know this. Habakkuk just received that. The righteous will live by faith. And he's like, oh, what does that all mean? We know what that means now. (laughs) We live by faith. Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. We live by faith in him, knowing that nothing happens outside the sovereign will of God. And guess what? You know what God is most concerned about in your life? It's not being comfortable. It's your faith. He wants to build your faith. And he will use any circumstance to do that. So while we're locked down in the different homes and we're uncomfortable, it's through that that your faith is growing. You're building muscle. We have the word. And then the waiting, but then one day, the worship. It leads to the worship. See, Habakkuk did not see the vision fulfilled in his entirety in his lifetime, but God gave him the vision. He didn't let that stop him, though, from worshiping God. Chapter 3 documents his prayer of worship. It's amazing. Read it. It's built around his fear and respect for God. He magnifies God with his words, and that is true worship. Look at what he writes in chapter 3 at the end. He writes, Lord, though the fig tree doesn't blossom, and there's no fruit on the vines, the olive trees have failed, the fields have no crop, the flock has been cut off, the foal, there's no herds in the stalls. I mean, think about it. Everything is just flattened. Yet, he says, I will rejoice in the Lord. It's a choice. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Interestingly enough, Habakkuk, which is pronounced Habakkuk in Hebrew, means to embrace. Habakkuk, in the midst of turmoil, embraced God's vision for him and for his people. He exhibits Hope and faith in the midst of a lockdown, in the midst 
of a time of judgment because he knows that God is the God of his salvation and God rescues his people. He will not and does not appoint us to wrath, but to salvation. And when we worship God, when we sing and we participate in worship, like even now we're worshiping, when we participate in worship, guess what happens? The vision changes and it becomes God's vision. In fact, worship basically means to magnify God. When we worship God, our problems become smaller and God becomes bigger. He's already big, but we make our problems bigger. But when we worship, it flattens the curve, so to speak. So I need to worship more and worry less. You need to worship more and worry less. So look at how Habakkuk ends his prayer of worship. He says, Yahweh, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. So what does that say? Does that say that I have the strength in myself to walk on mountain heights? No, he makes me. He enables me to do that. I can't walk on mountaintops when I'm down in the dumps, but he makes me walk on them because he loves me and he's given me a huge embrace. He has given me feet to walk on mountaintops. But listen, I have to walk. I have to take the steps. God doesn't force me to walk. He enables me, but I must walk in faith not by sight. The mountaintop is just on the other side, ladies and gentlemen. Don't give up before the miracle happens. It's about to happen. The breakthrough is near. Walk in worship. Walk in faith. And everything else will fall into place. Lord, we come now. We thank you that your vision is way better than our vision for ourselves. Your vision often involves uncomfortable circumstances, but that's when the breakthrough is going to be even greater. You are strengthening us. You are building our faith muscles. You are disciplining us, which is good because you discipline those you love. Lord, may we hand over our lives to you. We trust you, Lord. We thank you for 2020 because it has brought us to a place where we realize how much we need you more than anything. And Father, thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our salvation and rescued us. And thank you for your Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, who lives in us by faith so that we can walk by faith. And thank you, Lord, for what Jesus did for us on the cross so that we can be reminded of how much you love us. In his name we pray. Amen. Pastor David Bartowell's message reminds us that God speaks to us with hope and reason so that we can be his voice in this world. Please join us again for Make Me Your Voice, a ministry of the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We would love to have you join us for a Sunday service. For more information or to find our location, please visit thegatecbc.com. Thank you.